Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Glad to have you here tonight. Uh, Got some pretty good things lined up. Talk a little bit about college football, <clears throat> some NFL, and uh, I've got a lot of uh, questions to answer as well. So uh, we'll just jump right into it. Uh, before I do get started on the college, we sort of got around here, uh, local TV. Uh, they covered the uh, Friday night rival uh, this past week. Uh, two weeks ago, we where Jennifer works, they, uh, Elizabeth in the high school in Greenville High play, and uh, that was a good game come down to like three points or something. And uh, this past week, another <clears throat> rival, they call it the Musket Bowl, between Daniel Boone and, and uh, David Crockett. And the underdogs won. It poured rain, and uh, uh, Crockett team's a passing team, and they never could really get going. And, just looked like Boone come out ready to play and, and uh, took it to him, won the musket bowl, and, which leads me right into, you know, college here. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of toughness and running the ball and first all that is, is the same scenario in the Michigan-Notre Dame game. If anybody watched that, man, it poured down the rain. I mean, it was really putting it down and uh, – Michigan could run the ball, and Notre Dame couldn't. And Michigan was playing some good defense. I watched most of that game, and those safeties and, and uh, linebackers, boy, they was coming up and, and really laying the wood to them, as, as I say, and, and uh, you know, uh, taking it to them. And, it, you know, when it starts starts that raining, I don't care who it is, I see it in the, and we watch it in pros and in college and everything else. They talk about the best quarterbacks and receivers, and they have trouble with it. So, you know, it was like uh, last Friday night when we watched that game. And I will say this, the refs helped, uh, helped the other helped Boone out as well. They made two terrible calls uh, that went Boone's way, and, and both of them were terrible. But nevertheless, they, uh, they had a hard time, David Crockett did, Throwing the ball and catching the ball. So, you know, when you get in these rainy, uh, wet conditions and and all that, you, you better be able to run the ball and, and play some good defense. Uh, no no doubt about it. And every team uh, that I watched this weekend that, that did that uh, was successful. So, um, you know, it's, I, I mean, I was 
not very, I'm not from Michigan very many times. I was caught up against Notre Dame, so uh, I was happy with the outcome. Speaking of good games, what about the uh, LSU-Auburn game? You know, what? Uh, uh, Jennifer told me yesterday that LSU had overtaken Alabama for the top spot uh, right now, and I don't think the uh, bowl top uh, 50, Team twenty five or whatever they do, I don't think they're the BCS or whatever it is. I don't know playoffs scenario. I don't think they started their picking their uh, top ten or, or whatever yet. So this AP polls, coaches polls, what we're going with, and and I'm not saying uh, LSU uh, shouldn't be number one there. They played really well and they have played really well. I definitely think that they're one of the top three teams. Them Alabama. And and the Ohio State, uh, to me, are the three best teams. Remember last week I talked about Oklahoma playing out there in the Big 12 uh, where, you know, their defense had really been playing good. Well, their defense got gassed uh, for a lot of yards running the ball and the quarterback running, and, and they got beat. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not – I'm surprised that K-State beat them, but I'm not surprised that they got beat. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I didn't think they were, you know, played that much competition. And, uh, and you know, maybe the same thing. I heard somebody uh, tell me the other day that they didn't think Ohio State was as good as I thought they were. And you know what? Maybe they're not. Maybe they're, you know, these teams are not as good as, as what I think they are that they're playing. But, you know, they're still – um, they still look pretty good. I know the quarterback got banged up a little bit. He still uh, ran for a lot of yards, threw some passes for some. So um, they looked awful good. Uh, what about Penn State? I haven't mentioned them and on here in a few weeks. I think they're eight and zero as well. Um, they're they're looking pretty good. Uh, Baylor, I haven't mentioned them. I think they're eight and zero. They've looked pretty good. Um, again, uh, Penn State's got to play. I believe they got to play Ohio State in the next couple of weeks or something. So we'll see how that turns out. But they're most definitely um, up there. Baylor, um, I would say, you know, if right now, I would say, you know, top three, like I said, Alabama, LSU. Uh, Ohio State, either way you want to cut it. And then you got Clemson. I don't think they've played very many people. Um, and you got uh, Penn State, Baylor. Uh, that's probably the top six right now. I see where Florida with one loss was in there, but I, I'm not sold on Florida. They played Georgia this week, and Georgia's got a loss as well. And I believe that, uh, I believe. Georgia will win that game. I don't care where it's at. I think they're a little better than Florida. Um, so, and that's <clears throat> that's going to have SEC East um, up for grabs right there because both of them have lost uh, and lost the conference game. So, that's going to probably be for the SEC East title between Georgia and Florida. If if I was guessing, I could be wrong, but they each have one loss, so uh, that's a 
SEC loss. So we'll we'll see uh, how that turns out. And if I'm not mistaken, Alabama and LSU play this week. Uh, that's going to that's be a battle. That's going to probably be for the SEC West title, you know. Um, like I said, I don't know for a fact that I think either Ohio State and Penn State play or Ohio State and Michigan or uh, somebody along that. I know they've got to play each other, so that's going to be, you know, a battle when they do. And you got the unbeatens and you got teams that are, you know, ranked. And uh, so those guys are going to uh, probably knock one another out of a chance at going to the playoffs and, and uh, winning a national title, so I was guessing. Uh, the LSU and Alabama, the uh, Ohio State, Penn State game, that's going to be, uh, you know, that's somebody like, that's why it was so important for Oklahoma State to keep winning because if I'm not mistaken, you know, they they had already beaten most of the tough teams, top teams in the, uh, the Big 12 out there besides maybe Baylor. Uh, they were sort of on cruise control, and then Clemson, they, they won't face another uh, team with a winning record for I don't know how long. So, you know, these, these teams that's got these uh, tough tough in in the interleague games, they're going to suffer now, you know, whether they take into consideration, a, you know, a one-loss uh, team, uh, over some of these teams that haven't played anybody, I, d- I don't know. I guess we'll we shall see come uh, when they start uh, putting the standings out there for the for the playoffs. So that's that's sort of my top top six teams in college football. Um, I did like I said I didn't get to watch a whole game of any of it, but I watched bits and pieces of all of it. Another stat I heard that uh, this week was the first time since I believe they said eighty eighty nine or not. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was uh, ninety four or ninety six. I believe first time uh, since that long that Tennessee had an offense and defensive SEC Player of the Week. Uh, so they sort of uh, got on track a little bit and. Uh, beat South Carolina pretty good. Had some players win those honors, so uh, they sort of shot their stuff in the foot early. Got a big hole to dig out of, and uh, looks like they might, uh, you know, if they keep playing like they are, they might make uh, uh, a bowl game or something. But they're definitely, uh, definitely playing better than what they were. So um, that's about all I've got to say on the college. Uh, the NFL. We got, uh, you know, you still got some uh, unbeaten, still got some unbeaten teams there, and uh, you got, uh, let's see, you got San Francisco, I, which I believe San Francisco is is the best team in in NFL right now, in my opinion, uh, them. And then the uh, probably the the San Francisco 49ers, the New Orleans Saints, uh, New England Patriots, probably the uh, Green Bay Packers, 
and the Seattle Seahawks. If I had to, if I had to pick, right there's probably my top top five uh, right right here. You know, just to uh, just that off the top of my head, I watched a little bit of the New England game. We got it here, and um, you know, at times they at times they look terrible, and at sometimes uh, they look good. So. Uh, it's just it's just tough playing in that league, you know, and I know uh, everybody says they don't have uh, uh, they don't have very many uh, tough teams in that East and uh, they uh, they don't really it's one of the weaker divisions right now but Buffalo is uh, well, they've only got one loss I'm just not sold on them but uh, they're uh, they're still up there. Well, they've still got two unbeaten with Miami and the Beagles, and um, I don't know. Miami looked decent against Pittsburgh last night for a little bit, but Ryan Fitch tragic out there. I don't think you're going to get too far. But um, it's sad because I was a Dolphins fan for years when when uh, Marino Dan Marino played for them, and it sort of saddens me that. Uh, you know we can't uh, uh, can't get a quarterback. I know they passed up on Drew Brees years ago to get Dante Culpepper. Here the Saints have Brees and all the stats and the games and the Super Bowl that he won. And Miami's been through so many quarterbacks and ain't even had a winning season hardly forever since Dan Marino. And it's just sad. You know that's that's another thing people don't realize that how good these organizations are. Uh, when you start talking about teams, I mean, everybody says one player don't, you know, carry a team. And, and they – one player can't win at all. But, you know, they, they can carry a team. I mean, and you, you look what Dan Marino did when he was there, and I know they didn't win a Super Bowl, but they never had a 1,000-yard rusher or a defense that was half uh, – uh, you know, in the top half of the, the top, just top half of the NFL the whole time he was a quarterback. Uh, so they put up huge numbers. I just seen a stat which reminded me the 85 Bears that had that so dominant defense. They put up 30-some points on them uh, that year that the Bears won the Super Bowl in 85. So, uh, you know, since Dan Marino retired, I mean, the, I'd I'll be honest, I, I'd say you count on one hand how many winning seasons they've had. And then you turn and you look at, at the, you know, for instance, and I'm not a Pittsburgh fan, but Pittsburgh, you look at all the winning seasons they've had over the years. Now, they're not too good this year, uh, but you look at the winning seasons that they've had. You look at New England. You know, you look at uh, Seattle. Um you know, you look at New Orleans. You look at what the Colts did with Peyton Manning for all those years. You know, they was winning division after division after division. There, there's a lot to be said when, when you lose these type players and you can still keep, you know, coming. Now, I know the Colts, since Peyton Manning left, and they got uh, uh, Andrew Luck, which was a good quarterback, but they still lost a lot of games, went through a lot of coaches. There's, there's just a lot to be said when when you win uh, year after year after year in that league. And I mean, 
it's it's really tough. Uh, it's a tough tough grind, and you know, of course, nobody's feeling sorry for them. They all get paid dearly for it, and uh, that that's fine. Uh, but you know, it it's a tough you know it's a tough gig to to follow every single year. But hey, it you know to to be able to do it. Uh, it, it says a lot to these organizations and the way, and the way that they're that they're run, and and you can appreciate that. No matter if you, you know, if you're a fan of football, you can appreciate that. And most people, you know, and to be honest with you, I, I'm and everybody, I everybody, everybody a lot about it, uh, a Patriots fan. Uh, but I'm gonna tell you something. With what Bill Belichick has done, year in and year out, with players that most people can't do anything with with players that want too much money and he trades them and gets other people in there, it, it's un- unbelievable, you know. And that used to be uh, the way it was, you know. I know back in the day, you look at what Jimmy Johnson came into the elbow was out there and, and what he did. So um, we'll we'll see um, what happens, but uh, that's my top five. Uh, we got a little, we got a caller on the line. I'll get to it right after. Uh, this, but we got a little segment we're going to start doing, and uh, we're going to call it Q and A to uh, answer questions, and uh, uh, that's going to be brought to us by HB Therapy. Hi, I'm Brandy, owner of H and D Therapy. We are certified PEMF therapy as well as equine massage therapy, with certifications in human, small animal, and equine. I have been using Pulse Electronic Magnetic Field Technology for over 10 years. This technology is helping people and all animals with making their lives happier and healthier. H&D Therapy helps all athletes of any sport by using PEMF to aid in enhancing their performance. PEMF Therapy and achieving peak performance go hand in hand. When the athlete's muscles are at their best condition, peak performance is easier to achieve. We can help with improving energy, help pain management, accelerate healing, reduce inflammation, help strengthen bones, increase circulation, and increase oxygen levels in the blood, and many, many more benefits to have a healthier body. Come find us on Facebook and the web at hndtherapy.com or call 865-456-1976 to make an appointment or get more information. All right. Thank you, Mandy, for that. Um, we appreciate her uh, uh, joining the team and um, becoming a sponsor for us and helping us out with this therapy and uh, rehabilitation for a lot of these players and stuff. So I really appreciate that. All right, Miss BJ, who we uh, who we got on the line here? Hey, Coach, it's Amanda Harvey. Hello. Hey, Harv, what's going on? Oh, not much, Coach. What are you into? No, just running my mouth. Something you like to do. <laughs> Something I'm pretty good at. <laughs> I hear that. So, uh, how you been getting along? Why, pretty good. Pretty good. Working and taking well, care of the kiddos. I hear that. I hear that. So, you got any... You got a question or two for me? 
Well, I got a, I got a comment first on uh, Brandy's machine that she you know hooked us up with that she's sponsoring and everything mm-hmm. the therapy. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I I heard a lot just from be I guess getting old and all that good stuff, but she hooked me up and and I felt a lot better afterwards. So, you know, I she really doesn't need my endorsement, but it definitely it definitely did do some did it do difference after you know us practicing and everything. So you know, I do appreciate her. And you know, talking to me and and let me try out the machine and everything. And so, yeah, that's uh, you know what well, that's been a... yeah. okay. Go ahead. I was gonna say, um, we we just watched a clip from the uh, Steelers and the Dolphins game, and so we uh, I, we were talking about the defensive uh, formation that uh, Pittsburgh had the ball. It was three third and twenty. And everybody on the defense basically lined up man to man as though what I would say you would want to do if you had a you know less than a yard, but it basically left the whole middle field open. Did you see that play? And if you did, what's your take on that? Well, I I didn't see the play unless it uh, <laughs> happened. I didn't see much of the game at all, but uh, I just watched a little bit of it. But you know, I I, I like playing. Uh, straight up, uh, man to man. Uh, no matter what the down is, I, I don't. I mean, in that league, it's a lot different than you know in high school or the level we played. Because all those guys break the huddle and they all have routes. You know, it's very seldom in women's football that that it, when you break the huddle, that four or five eligible people are going to have a route. Uh, so. That being said, you lock up on the best receivers, and um, you know first and foremost you got to know what where the down marker is. I see it all the time in college and pros both that the receivers need to get ten yards and they only run an eight yard out. Then I see you know the the defenders, hey it's third and twenty, back off of them a little bit, let them catch the ball, uh, make the tackle, punt, you know. And I, and I'm not I'm not for safety up or um, you know, prevent or none of that stuff, but you just got to use your head, you know. And if you if you uh, play tight, tight man to man coverage, and especially in that league in the NFL, if you got a good quarterback and a receiver can get by you, they they can burn you. And I don't know what happened on the play you're talking, but I see it all the time. Uh, you know, and that's where your your safeties and you know, also your middle linebackers, they're, they're responsible uh, for certain part, you know, from from the line of scrimmage to about 10 yards deep. The middle linebackers, they need to understand that and drop back in coverage as well, you know. So there's, there's a lot that goes into play, and, you know, especially the safeties and the middle linebackers, that territory is really theirs. So uh, I don't know what happened on the play, but. To me, I would have, you know, if it had been third and 20 and especially had been on their side of the field, you know, where I knew they were probably going to punt if they didn't pick it up, we're going to we're gonna play man, but we're going to back off a little bit and make, make a good throw. We're going to make a tackle, and, and then we're going to, yeah, you know, get the ball back on fourth down. Well, basically what happened on that play is that they had um, – Pittsburgh had – it looked like three receivers – uh, lined up two on one side, one on the other, and <clears throat> they had 
on Miami, they had man-to-man coverage on them, and then everybody else was on. It looked like was on the line of scrimmage, and so what ended up happening is uh, Pittsburgh actually threw probably about a ten to twelve yard pass to the far right receiver, and then he ran all the way back in because there was nobody there to get him, and so you know it left it left the entire middle section there in the backfield open, and it also had a defender on. <clears throat> one of the receivers each. And so it left a giant hole. And to me, it seemed like the the defender on Miami went into like zone coverage as opposed to just saying man to man. So it kind of, it was kind of like they threw the game to me. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, you know, well, the, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of times, you know, you get these big pass rushers. Some of these guys only come in on third down and, and, you have these big uh, pass rushers that come in on special downs. And then, you know, on the third and 20 like that, they usually run a nickel package. And what what a nickel package is is take one of the linebackers off and put an extra DB, which is sort of, you know, using like what we would just use. I mean, we could run a nickel too, but we could also drop our linebackers back in coverage 10 yards. And, you know, that, that'll help out. But they usually put a – extra pass rusher and then run a nickel, uh, and then, you know, maybe blitz somebody, which, you know, could happen and hoping they can get to them, make them throw the ball early, which then they, you know, on time to complete it and all that. So, you know, those those guys, they just sit. I mean, they get paid to just scheme after scheme after scheme, and, you know, what don't work, they, you know, write down it didn't work, and then what does if they get burnt. I mean, it just. You know, they make millions of dollars to to guess, really, if you don't know the truth about it. Well, it definitely looked like a guessing play, and they and they definitely made the wrong play because it, you know, it resulted in a in a touchdown, and you know, ultimately the Steelers won the game, and so really it just looked like Miami kind of laid down after that, so. You know, I, I just wonder at what point do you do you take over, you know, on your own, my man's running across the field, or do you just stay in the play zone? Because, you know, we you always say don't let your man win. Well, that guy definitely let his man win because he, he got the touchdown, and nobody basically touched him until he got in the end zone, and then they just kind of shoved him around a little bit. So at what point do you want a player to say, my guy's running across the field, and I think he's going to get the ball? At what point do you want us to say, I've got to go over here instead of just running the play? Yeah, you know, it's it's honestly, it's a, I ain't going to say it's a catch-22, but, you know, it, it, as much, we sit here, I mean, me and Jim for as much football as we can, and we sit here week in and week out and see these, these guys in college and pros running down the field uh, wide open, and I'm sitting there thinking, how in the world, in that league, in those leagues, at that level, can you get that wide open? I mean, they don't get that wide open in women's football, you know. And I'm thinking, and it's it's because these guys have so much knowledge, and they think that they're so good. In my opinion, that they think they're so good that you know I can I can cheat and and you know make the play. Uh, instead of just staying, you know, the course and doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. And 
that's my opinion on it. I, I mean, I don't know. I sit here and watch it every uh, every week, and you know, it, it gets frustrating when you're sitting there thinking, you know, my my girls don't let people do that, and here you got the best athletes in college and the best pro players, you know, letting it happen. So it it is frustrating for sure. And, and I see, I see the frustration because you know I watch some of the games too when when we're able to get the ones we want to watch. But you know, it, it just I just look at it and go, these guys make millions of dollars, and you let this guy just cut across the field, and you you had nobody else. There was nobody else to get. Like there was nobody running a route towards you. You know, the quarterback was in the pocket. He wasn't leaving. It was either going to end up being fourth down with a loss or it was going to end up being, you know, the play that it was. And and he was wide open and ran it all the way in. And I want to say it was a good, you know, 40, 50-yard touchdown run, just wide open. And so that's why I ask you, you know, what point do we just do – does our instinct take over instead of just kind of saying, well, this is my zone and this is where I'm supposed to stay. So, you know, with our defense, we have – we're kind of spread out everywhere. And so – with, if we had, if they had had the middle kind of packed up a little bit, he'd have got jammed up, and it, and it wouldn't have went as far. He may have got some yardage, and may and maybe they could have, you know, did something on the fourth down. But there definitely was not not any room for him to go. You know, if if he if they'd had coverage, there would have been nowhere for him to go if the pass even made it. Yeah, it's definitely frustrating, and and you know, even for me sitting here, and I'm thinking. How in the world do these guys get that wide open? So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I didn't see it. I wish I would have seen it, and I'd know, you know, a little more of what what you're talking about. But I, I can tell you this: that as far as us, we're gonna, you know, in that situation, I for sure would hope that, you know, uh, and I and you hear me tell it: you're not even a defensive back. Do not let them behind you. Do not let them behind you. You know, when they get behind you. Bad things happen. I don't care what league you're in. I do not care who's it's high school, college, women's, pros, whatever. When those receivers get behind you, bad things are getting ready to happen. And if they're in front of you, you got to make them make a perfect throw, and then you can at least have a chance to make the tackle, which in turn you live to play another down, if they say. You know, if they get behind you, then all of a sudden they can throw it up and they can just run under it. Then they have an opportunity to adjust to it because you're not nowhere in, in sight uh, to do anything. So you keep them in front of you. That means you've got an opportunity to break on the ball. A lot of things can happen and, and you know, put them in a bad situation, which they, you know, they don't, uh, they don't do if they get behind you. So, and then you've got to make that perfect throw, which, you know, we all know, especially in women's football, that, you know, there's not too many girls that can make that perfect throw over and over again. So, you know, that's the approach we would take. And it's the same in high school. Uh, we watched one of the best high school, you know, the guy that was up for Mr. Football in the state of Tennessee last Friday night on that Crockett Moon game I was talking about. And, I mean, it was pouring rain. He was just really inaccurate, you know, several times. And then the receivers. When he did throw a perfect pass, receivers dropping it. So that's the kind of stuff I'm at. But you know what? They did score and or get some big games on some bombs when the players got behind them. 
he threw it up and they were able to adjust and run under. So, you know, that's my philosophy. It's always been my philosophy. Uh, it ain't going to change no matter what level uh, football we're at or coaching or whatever. That's, it's always going to be the same. Uh, I just, you know, I just don't understand why we can see it and, you know, they can't. But who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, so going going into women's it, women's football, um, you know that we're about to embark on the Nissan Stadium game. What 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 is your expectation of this game from us as a Thunder? And then also, what what is the message that we're trying to send by playing at Nissan Stadium? Well. First of all, it, it's definitely going to be a better game than it was last year. I, I will say that. And I'm not taking no jabs or punches at anybody. Uh, this team that we're going to be playing, they're, they're in our league. Um, they're going to have some uh, – they're a new organization. Uh, they're probably going to have some new players. Uh, but they're going to have some veteran players from uh, other teams, uh, I know a Lady G- at least a Lady Gator player and coach from their – organization is on this staff, uh, which in turn, you know, they, they're familiar with us. Uh, they're they're going to have some athletes. It, it's going to be a good game. You know, what, what I want to see is, first and foremost, you know, we, we definitely want to go out there and, and take control of the game and, and win it if, if all possible. Uh, but for, for, me, for me personally, I mean, we're going to set up, starting lineup this week. Uh, but I'm going to make sure that every single player uh, gets in the game, no matter what happens, win, lose, or draw, because it's it's not uh, a must-win. I, I mean, I say that. I want to win. Let me tell you something. If I have to, you know, sub in a player or two at a time to keep from putting all the green or new girls in that don't quite know what's going on in, I mean, we don't have very many practices. Um, I will, but, you know, I'm going to make sure that everybody gets in the game because, you know what, this may be hard the last time that you girls get to play in that stadium or for any pro stadium for that matter. Um, you know, and I want it to be, um, you know, a great experience. I want to set the example that, you know, I hope a lot of people stay around to watch that, you know, I know we're not the caliber uh, that the Titans and the Chiefs are going to be. But on a smaller scale, is the WNBA what the NBA is? You know, is 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 uh, softball? You know, the caliber of the of the major league. So, if you know, if you take it, you know, and and sort of water it down, if, just like you would those sports, and understand that you know the difference in them. I think that people would realize we have a good product. Um, it's it's just getting it sold across to them. You know, I always say that if I can get uh, ten people, new ten new people to come to the game, nine of them will come back. You know, so it's getting the word of mouth out there. It's showing them, you know, hey, the they're good. You know, last year, I mean, it, it just wasn't no competition at all. And this year, there's going to be competition. Uh, we have a really good team. This team we're going to play, I'm sure, is a really good team. They, they've not ever played together. This will be their first time. Uh, naturally, 
they probably haven't had as many practices as they'd like, and we haven't had as many practices as we'd like. But nevertheless, well, we're going to meet a week from this coming Sunday and square off for 40 minutes and, and see what we got and see how good we are and uh, see what they got. I just want, you know, to set the standard uh, that, you know, women's football, there's a lot of really good women's football players out there, and there's a lot of really good women's football teams out there. Uh, just give an opportunity, uh, you know, to showcase what they can do. Uh, I really believe that, you know, a lot of people would jump on board if, you know, it's done the right way. And that's, you know, that's for sure what we're after. And I completely agree with that. This is this is a good platform to really get our get not not just the Thunder or the USWFL, but you know women's football in general. I, I like this as an open platform because we're not the only game that's going to happen. And so, you know, there's there's the local Nashville team, there's the Knoxville team. They've got their opponents from you know wherever they're from. We've got an out of state opponent. So they, these are people that may have never been in Titan Stadium, and really. You know, this this is an opportunity for a lot. I think I saw on the uh, um, team the, the team page that we're playing against. I think I saw on there that they that they would be the first Virginia team to ever play at Nissan Stadium. So you know that's that's huge promotion and easily accomplished. You know, as long as people just follow. Um, what what do you suggest to the younger teams, not necessarily newbies, but younger teams that haven't been established very long, what do you suggest for them to do to promote themselves as well as promoting women's football without any kind of negativity? Well, the the first thing is, is exactly what the first thing is the last thing you said is, is not promoting negativity. And, you know, that's, that's part of the problem in some of these teams that are playing down there, it's the it's the dirty baggage that comes with them. And, and to be honest with you, a uh, couple, three weeks ago or something, I had Miss Lynn Marie Ellington on here, which is, she's, her team is in the WFA, and she's on the board and all this stuff, and we talked about it. Um, you know, we're all in it together. We, we really are. And, and you know yourself, I mean, we try our best. I mean, to promote our team. You know me. I'm probably the biggest no-nonsense person out there. I mean, I like to cut up. I like to have a good time. I like to, uh, you know, aggravate you girls and this and other. But when it comes to playing, we're serious. And I like to take it serious. And I don't like to be embarrassed by stupid things uh, by by players or, or fans or anybody that I like in other teams, you know. And I, I just think that if every new team out there would would take the approach that you know, for, for, you know, look, we we were a brand new team. This is just our sixth year, and you know, uh, I wanted to win every game, man. And you know, the first thing to win in every game is is getting players and practicing, getting a good coach, learning things, staying with it. I mean, staying the course, you know, but. What happens is when you get that bad beating, and there's going to be teams out there that beat you bad, is you got to learn from that. You got to go on. You can't start that negativity trap. You know, when when you sign a contract to play in every league, unless you just literally 
lose enough players that are hurt that you cannot play, it's your team's obligation to fulfill that schedule. Your girls, it's their, it's your obligation to them to hold their foot to the fire to make sure they play these games. Unless you just don't have enough players to play, these forfeits they kill you. And once these teams get beat bad, they just want to fall. They just want to crumble. You know that's where somebody like me, you have to stay active. You have to stay. Hey, this is you know what we got crap beat out of us before, and that's what made us better. I mean it. It was a long time before we we really got off the mat, but we kept on and we didn't give up and and that's that's what it takes and and through that you gain positive stuff you know not negative stuff you take those negatives and you turn them into positive. I learned real fast that girls I thought were tough weren't tough at all. We started a game with sixteen players and finished with ten. We lost six that never came back that you know so. You, you learn who's tough and who's not. And, you know, I thought girls were tough, and, and it it showed me, hey, you know, I had to change my perspective on how we're we're going after recruiting players and the way we're practicing and, and our mindset. You know, we took a negative, a big negative, and turned it into a positive. And I think for all these new teams, they must, they must do that. And I think it starts with the ownership. It starts with the head coach. He or she, whatever they are, they have to be grounded. They have to be telling these players the truth, no matter what, the truth. And I think if they do that, you know, practice hard, hold your girls accountable. You know, I I learned we used to practice there four times a week. Never could get many there. So, you know, you know what we're doing now. We get most of them there. We learn a lot. So it's. You know, it's changing, it's paying attention, it's watching these good teams. You know, pride yourself after, hey, I want to be like the, uh, you know, Boston Renegade or, or whatever the case may be, whoever your team is you want to, you know, uh, follow in their footsteps and see how they run their organization. But stay positive, keep away from all this negative stuff, all this uh, social media garbage that, is garbage. I know social media can be a good thing, but man, it can also be so destroying to to individuals and teams as well. And and if if these teams can just do that and stay the course and you know go in with an open mind, hey, I want to win every game, but the possibilities of that are you know maybe slim to none. And you know I want to play all these games. I want to learn. I want to uh, you know keep my team. Uh, that I have and add more to it and, and you know, keep building for the future, then then I think the ceiling's the, the sky's the limit. You know, there is no ceiling. Uh, but how many, Amanda, how many teams do you know that are willing to do that? There's, I mean, there, you, you see a lot of good teams, <clears throat> and they, they seem like they – really want to try or maybe they're already established and and you know you see you see them getting into this negativity but they're I don't know it's it's like it's it's a thing with women and I'm I'm you know talking about myself too I I have no filter when it comes to telling people you know how it is or or whatever and be it on social media or be it on you know face to face but at, at some point we we've got to come together you know there's not many teams that I could just name off 
that I could I could say is completely positive. That's never you know that's never got delved into it. We've been into it, you know. Um, we've we've I've kind of let Bernie have it because I, I you know we've had our spats and then you know you see owners and, and players of other teams and and in other leagues that just they just want to they just want to drive it into us and I'm just going why you know if you say you're wanting to promote women's football why do this or you know why why do these negative things even if it's not towards you know, us or it's towards a, a referee or just something like that. Because that, that right there is what sticks with people's minds, in my opinion, is the negative stuff. You know, I mean, there's I heard a lot of things before I came to this team that, that were negative, And I was just like, you know what, I don't know this team. I'm, I'm going to try and see what it's like. And when I get there, the negative things, I, I, I can see what they what they were saying. But I'm like, you know, you, you're part of an organization be it, if you want to see your football team as a rec league and you want to be upset because they're forcing you to practice or you know they're they're holding you accountable that's you but you know i i'm i'm there i may be a few minutes late i've got my kids with me you know there's there's always something in my life going on but i hold myself accountable because i don't want somebody else to have to double the work and so if everybody would have that mindset of if i just do what i'm supposed to do maybe a tad bit extra nobody has to do double work and so with promoting women's football, you kind of have people doing double work. You have people that are constantly trying to promote and, and show big things and, and do big things. Then you have these naysayers that are like, well, they're, all, they're only good because of this. Well, you know, we're only good because we win. We're good because we show up. We're good because we have a great bonding with our teammates. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's a teammate, one, that I couldn't call and say, hey, I need you. And they would say, no, I'm sorry, I don't like you. And I think that's the building blocks of it is just to get the solid foundation with your team, and then you can branch that off to other teams. Like the the little team that came down to play, you know, they didn't have a whole lot of people, and I felt really bad for them because they didn't get to come down and do, like, the all-star stuff. You know, there, there was girls that was picked for the all-star team that really wanted to play, but because somebody dropped the ball, they didn't get to come down and play. And so – you know, you you have this feeling like for these for these small and I'll say little teams like they're the little sister, but like the smaller teams that don't have a lot of people to play or they don't have a lot of backing. You really want to reach out and be like, hey man, we've been there. You know, we know what it's like. We've all played for you know two or three people in the stands, and now we've got you know thirty to forty people in the stands, and it continues to grow. So I think if everybody's mindset just got a little bit better of we need to grow as one instead of I'm better than you. I think we'd be a lot better off. Well, the biggest thing that I've, I've found is, is most of the, all these people want to come after us is because they're jealous. Uh, I'm just here to tell you, you know, because yeah. uh, every, every person that, you know, you wouldn't believe how many people that told me we couldn't do this and we couldn't do that, and yet we, can, we did it all, and then we can still continue to do it. And... You know, like it's like players, uh, you know, leaving the other teams and coming here for different reasons. Uh, you know, they've heard this and they've heard that. But the bottom line is there, there ain't one single player here that gets treated bad. I treat them all the same. Now, whether that might be, as most of them call a hard ass or whatever, uh, when practice starts, I treat them all the same. Just a lot of them have learned to adapt to it a lot better. Uh, but we're, we're good because we're held accountable. We're good because we practice. We're good 
because we approach it the right way. And you know what? Teams that don't approach it that way, they're jealous, and they don't like it. I'll just tell you right now, um, you know, I, I'd love to have 70 players like the Bostons and, and the, the all these other teams do, 60, 70 players, see what you can really come up with. You know, you look at, you know, what we uh, come up with, you know, last year, uh, before you came even, our blue-gray scrimmage was eight on eight, you know, and here this time, you know, we're still missing. Uh, we still have, we played 11 on 11 and, and we're still missing five or six players. So, you know, you look at where we've come from one year to now and most teams just, most of the teams that we play that are that are down on our level, they're, they're just not willing to do those things. I mean, it's all about, well, you know, this wants to be, or I'm this and I'm that. I mean, who cares? You know what? We're about we're about winning here, and we're about working hard and showing up and doing things the right way, and I, I care less what anybody else says. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Coach. It, I mean, I, I see it, I read it, you know, and I may respond to it, but it's it's just to the point that, you know, I'd rather promote us as the national championship team that we are, and not only did we just did we get national championship because we won, we got it because we worked hard. And, and you know, until when you watch that last few minutes of the of the championship game, you you see it as though we're we're playing as though we're behind, and we played up until the last <clears throat> I guess forty five seconds or so, or the last you know little bit, and then when you when you see it wash over us that oh wow we we did this, and I know for one I I was like man there's still six minutes left they could come back so I've got you know I got to make my blocks I got to do what I got to do, and then it was like there's know 45 seconds left and I was like okay we've got one more play and it's like oh wait we're we're in victory formation this you know this is done we're 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 there and so honestly it just you know the negativity really gets to me just simply because it's what women do and I'm just being blunt and honest and every woman that's listening right now you can you can kind of see it yeah that there's negative nancy no matter where you go that's why negative nancy exists is because it's usually a woman and when you get a bunch of us together we we got it we got to do better you know we just got it we got to promote us you know we want equality and we want in this sport we want it to be something we've got to we've got to pull it together and get over these little you know nuances of, of well they only get it they only win because you know, I mean, you could say that you recruit, but at the same time, everybody's recruiting. You know, we're all free agents. We don't get we don't get paid to play. You know, if Oregon wanted to contact me and say, "Hey, we'll you know we'll fly you out here," then you know I have the option to say yes. But at the same time, I'm devoted to my team, so why would I? But there's other players out there who aren't devoted to their team, and that's their problem. They need to find the team to get devoted to. Well, you're you're exactly right. I mean, listen, you know, you want to. I've heard so many people over the years talk about, and even you mentioned it, you know, before, is, is you want to be loyal. Okay, well, here, here's the thing, and I've said it, said it, said it. What kind of loyalty is the organization giving you? Now, and I'm not talking about our organization. I'm not talking about the one you played before. I'm just talking in general. If you're a player out there, what kind of loyalty can you have for an organization First of all, that doesn't win and doesn't care if they win, doesn't do the right thing. I mean, you know yourself here, we take less money and do more with it than anybody else. You know that. 
uh, we're not about get money from Amanda Harvey just to play here. You know, we're I'm more about. I don't even know what goes on financially, really, because I like everybody getting people practice, learning uh, the right way, and wanting to win the right way. To me, the 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 way I treat these players, and a lot of them call it uh, rudeness. A lot of I've been called a little bit of everything, but like I said the other day, you're gonna call me a winner at the end of the at the end of it. But you, it that to me is loyalty, because when you come. You get everything I got. You know what I'm saying? And I give you everything I got, and I expect everything you got while we're practicing. You know, and some of these teams are just so worried about money, 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 money. They forget about getting a good coach. They forget about practicing. They forget about I should be in a league where I can compete. Instead, oh, I've got to think I'm this good, and you go get the crap beat out of every week. What kind of, what? Can you be loyal to that? You know, so I, and you're not getting paid. You're paying to play. So you better go somewhere that makes you happy. You better go somewhere where somebody really is loyal to you, and you're loyal to them, and and you feel the love back and forth. Then you are to play for somebody uh, that's not any good. Yeah, that's that's exactly. And and you know, you touched on the loyalty thing, and it, it took it took a lot for me to say. I've I've got to go, but at, at at the same point, I'm like, you know, if I can't be a hundred percent to something, I I know they can't be a hundred percent to me either, and so once you find your hundred percent, I I mean, my football life has, has completely changed, you know, coming onto the Thunder and uh, you know, my family, uh, both teams really en- enjoyed my family and embraced us, so I can't, you know, there's no knocking on that, but at the same time, it seems like. You know, if there's something going on, like, you know, Kobe was out playing, lining up against us in practice. And so, no, I couldn't give you 100%. But you also saw that I was working with a child, too, and that you know what I what I mentally can do and that I can physically do these things as well. But, you know, there's things that happen because we're not paid to play. So, therefore, there's not a nanny to take care of the kids while, you know, we're off playing football. So, it just – it. It's changed a lot, and so I'm 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 excited about this season. I'm I'm was looking forward to it, you know, since it ended, and we took six weeks off, and I couldn't wait to get back. And that's that's really what makes a player 100% into into a team is when you are so excited that for six weeks you just sit there and count down the days. I've got this many days till football. I've got this many days till football. And then, you know, even even our schedules have changed, and, and Bobby's not even been able to come to practices with me because uh, they opened his door up on Sundays. You know, my kids are there, and then there's there's girls that their their wives or girlfriends come, and they they entertain my kids because so, they know that we me and their spouse has to work. You know, we've we got to put our work in on the field. It, it just it makes a difference. And you know, going back to the negativity, I can't see being negative in front of my child about something that I love so dearly. And so you can't portray somebody to love something out of negativity. And that's just a relationship that's bound to fail. And I love football. I love this team. I love that you even allowed me to be on the team last year when I was ready to hang it up. So once you find, once everybody finds that happy medium, I think I think this sport could grow hugely. And going to Nissan Stadium is, is definitely going to hold it out because 
I know when I went last year, I was standing outside hollering, you know, hey, stay for the women's game, stay for the women's game. And, you know, people stopped talking to me like, what are you talking about this women's game? And so I told them about the women's game. And now there's going to be free. You know, there, I mean, even though we're sharing the stage and that might, but might not have been something that we thought we were going to be doing, we're still having a full three, you know, we're having three games of women's football. And in one spot, in a professional setting, that's huge. There shouldn't be any kind of negativity coming from it. You know, it doesn't matter who plays first. It doesn't matter who plays last. It, it's the fact that we are getting to play, and that's what I want to promote. Well, you know, it is, you know, last year, had it not rained, I, I firmly believe that there was going to be, out of all them people, I believe there would have been 10,000 people to watch. I, I honestly believe because the the hallways, uh, the little all where you walk into the stadium, they were full of people. Uh, it just rained and and it got out of hand. Um, I look I look for it to be a pretty good crowd uh, on a, a couple of weeks or a week from this Sunday um, to watch us. And by the way, we are playing the first game, so that does make it better. Uh, we're playing forty minutes and they're only playing twenty minutes each. Um, but yeah, I mean. I'm I'm for promoting the, the game. Here, here's my thing on it, though, man, and I can't I can't agree with you 100 percent because I can't promote yeah. something that I don't believe in. Okay, and I don't believe in a lot of the things those other teams do, and I just hope what they do don't drag what we do down. That's that's my only thing. Um, you know, I'm gonna promote us because. I, I believe in us, whether I own this team or not. I believe in us because the way we approach things, the way we do things, you know that. I mean, not every single person could play on this team. Uh, there's just no way they can. I've had 500 probably come through here and quit over the five or six years. So there's just this team's not for everybody. Uh, but it is for anybody that's serious about winning, uh, that you know that can take the the truth, whether it be good or bad, uh, you know, and roll on with it and and not look back. You know, I I've never wavered from that. I speak my mind. I'm always going to speak my mind. I know it makes people mad from time to time, but that's just the way it is. And you know what? It's 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 why we are who we are. And I say who we are. It's not about me. It's about all of you girls, you know, and that's we're all on the same page. And when we're not on the same page, I see what's going to happen in some of those other games. And I just can't be, uh, you know, a part or happy for that because I hope it I hope it turns out great. I really do. It's just, the, you know, what I've seen over the years and, and been a part of when I played against those teams um, of how it was. So I hope that I get proved wrong. I hope that you know, they've turned the corner and turned the page and, and take things serious. Uh, but we, we shall see in, what, 10, 12 days, I guess, um, of how things go. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to our team uh, getting out there. And, and, you know, for a lot of you girls especially uh, to be on this side, uh, on this team, that's never been a part of it, really a part of this team in that situation. And some of these girls that, you know, never even played sports or never played football. Can you just imagine 
what they're going to be feeling when they walk in that stadium. And, you know, they're still going to have that jumbotron on. And it's still, you know, last year before we got rained out, it showed the replays. I mean, you just mm-hmm. got everything. You know, it, it's truly amazing. It's a great opportunity for us, for women's football. I hope that, you know, the other teams just take it as serious as, as what we're taking it and, you know, and as what we uh, have. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm just really excited for the opportunity. Yeah, I am too, Coach. And, and you know, I was the, the newbie. You know, of course, both teams were last year. It's the first time anybody, any women's team had played at Titan Stadium. And, you know, walking – through the corridor, you you kind of get in the feel of it, and then you walk out onto you know the field. You come down the same hallways, and you know either the Titans or or last year it was the Colts. You know you're coming down these same hallways. You're seeing the interviews going on that you see on ESPN. You know we walked by um, Andrew Luck last year, and it was it, it was like starstruck, you know almost. But you wanted to play it cool because. You know, you were in the corridor. You were with all these professional players that's played since they were probably big enough to walk. And you're getting a chance to play their game, you know, that we, we've been denied before. You know, I was denied throughout my entire school age. And, and then, you know, I'm even called crazy now that I'm 34 uh, with two kids and a husband trying to play football. But I know there's women that's older than I am that's out there just better than I am. I can guarantee that. You know, I'm I'm not naive. I'm not the greatest player on on our team. I'm not the greatest player anywhere near the league. So, you know, it it's one of those feelings that you're never you're never gonna have that first feeling again. And I know that when I walk out this time it's a new first feeling with this team because I found my home. And now I'm in a I'm in the big show with my home. And <clears throat> you know, it's it's they're 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 going to be amazed, and it's going to be something that they're going to have to get the jitters out of them. I can tell you that for sure. Especially these new teams that, you know, like the team that we're going to play against, they've never played in a professional stadium. It's it's you know it's something. I hope I hope some of them are listening just so they can hear the excitement that I've got. And and I'm not even a big fan of even going to this game because of some you know the way they treated my husband after the game. And you know I have my own feelings about it. But you know as a player going in there. This is it's like you feel like you made it, and there's no other feeling, you know, than to feel that you've made it. And these new players have never played a game before, except for maybe our scrimmage. They just they just don't even know what's in store. I mean, they might have been to a professional game, and you know how hyped that is. But when you're when you're down on that field, it's it's a little bit different. And yeah, seeing your yourself on a big you know hundred foot jumbotron, it it does something to you. It, it lets you. You know, boosts your chest out a little bit. It's like, man, there I am. I'm, I'm in gear. I'm ready to take the field. Here I go. You know, whether whether or not you're you're 100 percent into it, you will be by that point because you, you have no way to turn back. And you're going to be up on this huge screen. And if you turn back now, everybody's going to see it. So it, it's it's something. It's definitely something. And I know you felt it as a coach last year, and you're going to feel it again. But it, it's definitely something for your first time. You know, it's it's just like uh, you know, when I when I was in elementary and we played football and basketball, uh, getting to go to high school and play, you know, that was like the greatest thing in the world. You know, playing high school and, and uh getting to go to these uh small colleges and and play games, you know, uh, is a is a big thing and, and when you you know, they have these state tournaments on college campuses and and all that stuff, and it's huge. And you know, a lot of those teams out in Texas go to the 
Cowboys Stadium and play, and, and, and that's a big deal. So, you know, this is, you know, it is to me. I know it's not the biggest stage in football because, you know, the Titans are, you know, fairly new organization, and they're not the best team in the league, but they're, they're right in the middle of the road. And this is one of the biggest stages in football. They're playing perhaps, you know, a top six, seven team. Who knows the fact that Mahomes where they wind up. But they're they're playing, you know, the Chiefs, which, you know, could be uh, one of the best teams. Most definitely maybe the best player. Uh, so this is the biggest stage. And, you know, for, for women's football right now at this moment, and I know, you know, other people are, you know, probably going to try to outdo it. And, you know, I hope they do. I hope that, you know, I hope it, be, you know, can become a tradition that, you know, that every stadium, you know, maybe hold a, a women's game around there and, and uh, you know, where we can promote it all. And, and that that would be great. But for now, it you know, it's our time. And uh, this is a, a amazing place. It's the nicest field I ever stepped on in my life, and I've stepped on a lot of football fields. Uh, it was truly amazing uh, to be out there. You know, um, I, I'm with you. I didn't like uh, the way uh, that a lot of people were treated. I didn't like the way a lot of this stuff came down this time. Um, I voiced my opinion on both, as you know, like I always do. Uh, talked to the guy myself personally. Didn't do it through no email or social media or nothing else. Uh, I called him and we, he called me back and, and, you know, I said what was on my mind and gave him, you know, my concerns and, and, you know, he assured me some things wouldn't happen. And I said, all right, they, they don't fine. If they do, we're going to have a problem, you know, and, and this went from there. And I, you know, to me, that's the way you should handle things. Um, instead of these emails and social media, it's easy to sit behind that phone and talk or that computer. I'm just not a fan of that. And, uh, you know, but yeah, I, I'm with you on the way a lot of our fans were treated and family members. And it wasn't just one team, it was both teams. And, uh, you know, but I am, I am a big, um, you know, I, I don't voice my, uh, you know, I don't get, I get hyped inside. And, you know, I take it, you know, when we take that field, I promise you, I want to win. I don't care who's over there. And I, and I know it's just a, it's a, a glorified scrimmage, more or less. It's a promotional game, but you know, if it if it wasn't a game, they wouldn't be keeping score. And if they're gonna keep score, we want to win. And you know, when it's all said and done, I know uh, the coach that coaches over there, and, and you know, but probably before the game, me and him will talk, and after the game, but during the game, it, it, it's it's on. You know, and you know how I am. I get geared up, and uh, so. You know, I hope that, you know, I would just hope that all my players would feel the same as me, that when you step on any field, but especially that field, that, you know, you might be stepping on that field for the last time ever. I mean, who knows what will happen or where this goes or anything else. We may not ever get this opportunity again. So, you know, it's one of them things, don't leave nothing uh, in the tank, give, give it all you got. It's going to be. I know it's forty minutes, but it's going. It'll go by so fast. Uh, it'll be over before you know it. And you know, we got a lot of 
uh, new players to this organization that they've played before uh, on other teams. Um, we've got some new players that's never played before, period, on this team. Uh, we've moved a lot of players, or moved some players around here and there. Uh, you know, we've got just uh, players that have played here before that are back now. Uh, so, you know, we are a different team. I mean, we're we're the same team, but we're we're different personnel. And, and you know, I I just don't want anybody to hold anything back. I want them to take it all in, you know, enjoy the game before us. And then, you know, when it comes time for us to play, uh, be ready. And, you know, try to, you know, we haven't had a lot of practices. We haven't had a ton of time to get ready for this game. But everything that we've learned, we've got to soak in and, uh, you know, put it on display uh, in a cup in less than two weeks. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, we we do have a lot of veterans. We do have a lot of, you know, a lot of our team came back. I don't, you know, I think right now we're only down like maybe one or two that we had, you know, for the, by the championship game. And, they they know what it's like, but we do have a lot of extras that, you know, came to us and, and they don't know. But I, I really hope – I hope everybody just goes into it as, you know, this, this is a game. We're going to win. You know, we're going to do the best we can and, you know, try to step it up and just do everything that we can to win. Even though it's 40 minutes, it's it's still – it's, it's going to be the biggest 40 minutes of our season so far. And that's how we have to look at it. Is you know, each game last year we took you know one game at a time. We didn't we didn't schedule, you know, go ahead and say, oh, we're not worried about these games. We're we're worried about this one. This is the game ahead of us. This is a game. This is the biggest game of our season so far. And I think I think we're going to come out victorious because I'm I'm pumped up. I think a lot of the girls are ready to get back to it. And you know, we've we've got a great team, and I'm so I'm really excited. Well, you know, we we do, and, and you know, there's I got some questions here to answer this second, but uh, we do have a great team. Um, we got a uh, you know a great personality, and that to me is important. I mean, we know what I mean. You're only as good as as your weakest link, and you know we try to make everybody uh, not a weak link. And that's one thing that we've always did here, that no matter who you are, you get the same amount of coaching that everybody gets. And, you know, now it may be too tough for a lot of people. You know, a lot of them, you know, don't realize. And, and you know, I get hear a lot of stuff where, you know, they didn't do this. And that. If you ain't at practice, I can't coach you. You know, that's just as simple as I can say it. Uh, if you miss a team practice, there's just no way to make a team practice up. You know, so – Everybody gets the same uh, attention here. Uh, we we take the same approach to these games, uh, to our organization. Um, I, you know, I think that's why we've got a lot of players back this year. Uh, some older players uh, from past came back, and I'd like to say some players from other teams, you know, realize that, uh, hey, you know, they're doing something right. You know, we want to be a part of that after – you know, they've given everything an opportunity and it still, you know, just don't work. So, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the opportunity. I hope everybody uh, takes as much in as, as I'm going to and as I did and, and you know, and, and relish the moment. Yeah, 
I do have, however, I've got one question. Uh, uh, question was sent to me today, and you can answer this if you want to. Okay. Uh, if you got to go trick or treating, would you rather go as a Cowboys fan or a, a, what's the. As a Cowboys fan or what? Antonio. Cowboys fan oh, or Antonio okay. Brown. Which, which, oh, I, I think. <laughs> which would you rather go as? I think I'd probably go as the Cowboys fan because I could at least get uh, tell them I'm, you know, hey, I'm I'm from Aikman days or you know, <laughs> there's there's no way around the Antonio Brown. Uh, no, no, not definitely going as I, no. <laughs> you know, I, I was I was thinking I I could go as the Cowboys fan because I could at least <laughs> put a bandana over my face and maybe somewhat disguise who I was. You <laughs> know, as Antonio Brown. You're out there. You know, there's there yeah. another question on here uh, that uh, somebody that, uh, well, it was a player uh, sent in that, uh, you know, it was uh, sort of on the, it was sort of a question about what you had, but this was pertaining mm-hmm. to us. But, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things is, you know, where, one of these questions was, you know, where where do I see, you know, what is our team's biggest need? That's that's one of these questions right here. And you know, every, every year I say this, and people look at me like, really? I mean, it, it's players. I mean, you know, when along with players, you got to have some skilled players. And um, you know, our our biggest need now is still, you know, some some skilled players and. And line players, uh, you know, we 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 need we need some line players because we got some good line players. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I want to fix it where, you know, I want to get to where we can, um, you know, have just an offensive line and a defensive line, and uh, you know, maybe rotate it where we can keep people fresh. And now, here's the thing. Everybody says right now, I can play both ways, I can play both ways. Let me tell you something. There's girls on our team that were in real shape, that I mean work out relentless. And they were gassed at that game in July. And they were alternating on offense and playing the whole defensive game. So I know right now at a smaller scale, we can play both ways. But I'm telling you, as the season goes on, you start getting banged up, first one thing another, it gets hot, we know how hot it gets. Playing both ways, man, is a killer. And, you know, so we we need we need line players and we still need some skill players. Uh so that that's our biggest need. And uh another question here, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this while you're on here because you might you might uh be you know, be familiar, and and it pertains mm-hmm. to you know what if a coach what if what if one coach tells you to do something and you're trying to do it, and then the other so another coach uh, didn't tell you uh, tells you to do something, and he might not be doing it the way he wanted, but he don't know that the other coach had told you. Well, you know, here here's the thing. Here's the thing for me is. Is I'll, I'll say this is when 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 I played the in high school, of course, 
you got a, you know, you had a defensive line coach, you had an offensive line coach. Sometimes those were the same, but most of the time they were different. So, like, mm-hmm. I had an offensive line coach, then I had a defensive line coach, then you got a linebackers coach, and you got DBs, and then you got receivers, quarterbacks, and all. But here's the thing: when they they tell you something, you do what they tell you. But when that head man tells you something, he overrides everything they take, you know. And that's to me, is you know, I don't know where you know this this particular player, uh, you know, where it might have come in. But you know, the the main person is if they tell you something, that's that's who you better be listening to. Uh, and you know, and I know that you know this person sends me this message and. You know, saying I'm not wanting to be disrespectful, uh, but yeah, that that sometimes you just got to, uh, you know, do uh, do what your what your gut tells you until the main man, uh, you know, tells you what you uh, you know need to hear, and then you you better be doing that. So. You know, I don't know if that's happened to you or not, and, and you know, I, I feel sure that, uh, uh, you know, that it's going to, you know, it will arise because, you know, we, everybody's sort of got a different opinion about certain things, you know, and that's that's why it's so hard to get all these coaches is to, you know, to make them, not make them, but, Hopefully they want to think the way you think. You know what I'm saying? I guess it's hard to explain, yeah. but uh, that's that's sort of the, the way it is. So, I think um, that's an advantage with you and Mike, though, is that you guys have similar coaching styles. Also, you know, if he wants somebody to do something and he tells them, then you're the next person that knows about it. You know, he's going to go over and say, Coach, I, you know, I told Junior to do this or you know, I told Amanda to block down, or, you know, something to that extent. And and you guys, you guys communicate a lot more than than most coaches. So y'all may not know a hundred percent, but you at least understand that there was a reason that they thought that way. But we also, you know, we also know the Phoenix fans too that whatever you say kind of goes. And you know, and we can tell Mike, you know, hey, coach, coach Dave said this, but. I don't. I don't think that happens a whole lot. It definitely doesn't happen to me because you know, just playing online, it doesn't. I, I've got pretty much one job and and just try to do that. Right. Well, you know the the thing is 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 you try to uh, you know get together before practice and you know here here's what I want to see and here's you know what I want to do and you know just like with Jim for you know helping. With wine, I tell her every day, "Here's what I, here's what I want you to do today." You know, and then when we get to the team, then you know, if some of the girls are struggling to to do it, then then I'll jump in and and sort of help. And you know, it's hard because we really don't have what we need right at the moment for her not to be a player. You know what I'm saying? I would like to get to that point. I think you know she's. Wanting to get to the point, I mean, she she played more minutes than anybody on our team probably the last two or three years, uh, you yep. know. And we need to back some of those minutes off, you know, uh, of of how much she plays. And you know, if we could do that on one one or the other side of the ball, then then it would be helpful to her. And you know, then you know, some of this, you know, as well, 
will help. But we, we'll see how it goes. We're, you know, we're, we're supposed to have another, well, we're having another tryout this Sunday, pretty much a tryout. Mm-hmm. We're going to work on some things and set our, set our alignment for the, the tenth game and first one thing and another. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens and uh, see if we gain any more, uh, you know, players. You never you never know how these how these tryouts go. I've got another question here. With actually two or three questions here. It says, first one, what are two of the most prominent mistakes you have made during your coaching career? Well, one of them, the main, the main thing, uh, two, two mistakes I, I would dare say that I've made is, is one is you know not realizing that we can't practice as much as I want to. You know, it's it's just not feasible. I mean, with with the with the families, you know, it's like you got a family, and a lot of these girls have families. Now, some of them don't, but a lot of them do, and. And, you know, realizing that was, you know, like I said, we practiced three or four times a week when we first started. But we wouldn't get but five or six people there at the most. So what are you, you know, good are you doing? That was one of them. That's probably the biggest mistake uh, that, I, that I made. Uh, the second biggest, well, uh, the second biggest mistake was uh, swapping leagues when we wasn't ready to swap leagues because I put too much faith in players I thought were were tough, uh and, and they weren't and you know, when you know you, you just learn, you know, you learn from your mistakes and, and you know, I most certainly did. Those those two things really um come to to me and you know, we lost a lot of players forever because, you know, most of them just thought they'd just show up whenever they wanted and not practice and this, that, and other. And then you get in games and you can't run plays and you can't do this and you can't do that. And, uh, you know, then some of them, you know, were good players. They just weren't tough, you know. And, and I was always, you know, the type of uh, person that, that this is what you said. It doesn't matter what the score is. You play to the end of the, end of the game. You said it earlier, you know, with – it was 45 seconds left in the game before we ever decided, you know, the game was over. And that's the approach that we've taken, and, you know, and and learning from from those mistakes. And, you know, I hope that I have. So that's, that's a couple of them. Um, another one, let's see here, is uh, says, how do you gain the player's trust? Well, I... I think, and, and you'll test to this, is first first and foremost, you have to get to know these players. Um, you know, that was a huge thing that I learned when Jennifer played in Chattanooga, is they never got to know her. They never, never, the coach never got to know her. The, there was only a few people ever got to know them. You know, the first thing I want to do is get to know these players. Every single player on this team, I talk to usually once a week. Some of them twice a week. Some of them every other week. Some of them are chatty. Some of them ain't. I get to know them. I get to know what makes them click. You know what I'm saying? And they know yep. that if, and you know yourself, if, 
if I tell you something, I'm leaving. If I tell you we can run through that wall, I'm going to be leading you through that wall. And, you know, that's how, you know, you, you gain the trust. I think you gain the trust. Just first of all, you got to get to know them because everything that I can tell Amanda Harvey to do works for you, may not work for, them, for Zoe. You know, Zoe, I have to get to Zoe in a different kind of way. But both yeah. of you trust me the same. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. that's the first thing you have to do is, is get to know those players. And that's the one thing that I did. And, you know, I've, I've learned from, from a lot of this stuff, you know, trial and error. Um, so that's, that to me, that's how you, you know, I've got to know, uh, get your trust. And it says, how do you handle criticism from fans? Well, I don't. You know what? I I don't never hear any criticism really. Uh, people like to say people might do it on social media, uh, but you know, of course, I'd talk to anybody that wanted to talk to me about criticism. But I mean, you know what? It, what is there to criticize? We went on a regular basis. I mean, even you know when even uh, in our off years, you know, we're competing for a championship. Um, what it, what is there to criticize? You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's honestly there's you know people don't like it. Jump in there and help change it. Well, that's the way I see it. You know if you don't uh, yeah. you think this team can do better, hey, jump in there and show us. We ain't afraid to let nobody try to help us out. You know, but for me personally, I don't hear uh, hear of any criticism. If I do, it's from other teams that are jealous or you know well. They, they do this or they do that. You know, we we get criticized and and judged for doing things right. And I, you know what? I can I can live with that all day long. You know, if you <laughs> if you're gonna be jealous of me because we're good, hey, I can live with it. Uh, you know, and I think my players can too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, well, man, hey, I appreciate you coming on here and talking with me. We're about out of time and. Uh, uh, good questions and good conversation. I hope a lot of these girls, especially on our team and around and the other team, are uh, listening to, because it's going to be a great venue and a great time. And uh, like I said, a week from Sunday, uh, we're we're ready to go. You know, and I hope everybody is. And uh, I'm like I said, I'm looking for uh, an amazing day and seeing how how our girls respond. You know, so. Uh, looking forward to it. But I appreciate you coming on here and joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Coach. Have a good night. You bet. Yes, thank you. All right. Amanda Harvey coming on. appreciate her coming and talking with us. And I always love it when uh, I get questions to answer and, and uh, people to call in. And I still got a bunch of questions that I didn't get to, but I'll keep them and uh, we'll get into them next week because it'll be the last Tuesday before for our game. And i got some really good questions here that I want to get to. Um, but uh, we had a caller, and I, I love having them on and getting their perspective from, you know, playing and, and uh, you know, being on other teams and, and how things work here and how we do things. So I uh, really appreciate her calling in on what expecting the team. Glad she did. Uh, so I uh, appreciate the questions that I did get that I answered. And like I said, I'll get to the rest of them next week and, and more. And uh, uh, appreciate H&D Therapy 
being a sponsor of that and the sponsor of the uh, team and, and the uh, radio show here. So uh, appreciate Brandy uh, for her hard work and, and all that she does to uh, help the sport of women's football. Thank Miss BJ for putting up with us for hour and a half every Tuesday night and uh, donating her time for something she loves as well. Till next Tuesday, I'm Coach Johnson. I'll talk to you then.